0: Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And the mighty Max Weinberg with the E Street Band brings us into another Saturday morning edition of Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm New York Vinny, and uh, we do this every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock We give you some uh, automotive information, some automotive solicitation, and some automotive comedy, and a lot of good automotive stuff, which we will do this morning for you, because it's the kind of people we are here at Drive Time Radio. We want to keep you entertained. We want to give you more to the driving experience than just your automobile, because, yeah, you can drive your automobile around, but your car is more than just uh, uh, an appliance, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's one of the planets. It's uh, You don't name your refrigerator, do you? Well, maybe some people do, but most of the people I know don't name their refrigerator. They don't name uh, their oven. They don't name their toilet bowl. Well, again, maybe some do. I don't know. But most people, many people, some people have a name for their car. And so that means that the car becomes... <clears throat> a member of the family. Uh, And just like you'd listen to a radio show, uh, if uh, it was on uh, how you could um, raise your kids better, how you could cook a meal better or or make a recipe that you've never made before. So too, do we talk about cars. How you can get the most out of your automotive experience, uh, some of the trends and things that are happening in the automotive world. And of course, uh, we bring you our cartoon of the week saturday morning cartoon which uh is a pretty cool one i gotta admit this morning i i gotta admit i dug deep you want to talk about what do they say now the deep dive well let me tell you it took me five minutes to get back up to the surface after i dove for this one but i found it i found it for you and we'll have that later in the show as well and uh, we'll take a look at what i'm driving this week and what uh one of the cars that uh, I have driven in the past and review that car. So all of that coming up on drive time is we no guess. It's just me and you. Sometimes I like just talking to you. One of these days, I know we've been saying this from time to time. One of these days, uh, we're going to open up the phones and let people, because I want to hear about your cars as well and get a, a, a sense of, you know, uh, of what you're driving, what you like out there. Uh, what, the, what, the, what are the hot cars that uh that you're looking at these days uh many people email me message me so on and so forth they any i'm thinking about buying a car i'm thinking about doing this what do you think what do you think what do you think and <clears throat> i'm always happy to oblige with my knowledge of just like my knowledge of baseball i'm always happy to oblige with my knowledge of baseball for uh for those who may not know me i for years i did the mariners post game show pre-game post game show and um and follow the Mariners, I still do. Uh, I still go to, uh, to to games and um and uh you know, keep an eye on the club. And uh, let me just throw in a, a nice win last night against the, a tough ball club, the Angels. So the Mariners uh, certainly uh you know, I, I know it's been a tough time the last 10 years with the Mariners in this town, even a little bit longer. But uh <laughs> You know it's baseball, man. Every once in a while, you catch a little lightning in the bottle, and it gets it gets um. You get up there and you get competitive, and this club may uh, at some time in the not too distant future be a very competitive club. What they have up here, I love Sam Haggerty, man. I mean, I, he's become my favorite my favorite player. Sam Haggerty, uh, the left fielder of the Mariners, quickly has become um my favorite mariners he's, he's got the jay buter thing you know he's got <laughs> I don't know I don't think he should shave his head but he's got kind of the jay Buhner thing he hustles and he's out there he catches everything he falls on his belly he's quick you know so anyway uh so we got that and it's off to the side and we'll have uh, you know we'll have more on baseball at some other point in life but right now it's about cars and about me and about you and about uh talking about cars Let me do one more quick sports-related thing, though. If you have a chance and you're into podcasts, you might want to click on um, my good friend, Mike Gastineau, the gas man, is hosting a um, a podcast called Sonics Forever. And if you're into Seattle Supersonics at any point in time, in in the great love affair that was between these two um entities the seattle supersonics and the sports fans of seattle the city of seattle you want to click in on this podcast and listen to it he's had uh, some great guests already and i know they just taped the show with uh, george carl and bob witsit and uh i think that uh that it's you know the gas man is a great radio personality and i think it's well worth your time to click into that uh i'm sure it's available on apple Podcasts, sonics forever and give them a listen if you were uh, like me, somebody who misses Saturday night at the big barn, man, you know, I mean, there was nothing in the 90s, nothing like it in Seattle. All right, let's talk cars here. So, first, let's start with Honda. Okay. Now, next week, we're going to have Carl Pulleon from Honda. So, I'll only just glance on this a little bit. But you can't drive down a street in Seattle without seeing a Honda Civic, can you? I mean, really, it's, it's, one of the most popular, between, between Hondas and Subarus, uh, they are probably the most popular cars here in Seattle. Uh, they are reliable, great cars, great engines, great transmissions, built to last. You can put 300,000 miles on a Honda if you maintain it without any problems, none whatsoever, if you maintain it. Um, and you probably change the, um, the timing belt. Which they tend to sometimes have a problem with some of those engines, but other than that, the timing belt is not that expensive of repair. Um, so this week, Honda, the folks at Honda introduced, and this made me feel old, the all new eleventh generation Honda Civic. And I mean, this car is, um, you know, if you look at the Honda Civics right now, they they kind of have a little bit of a Star Wars look to them. They got big lights and. You know, kind of uh, interesting, I don't want to call it, maybe transformer-type styling in the back. Well, they've gone back to a more traditional look for the Civic for 2022. Um, and uh, from the outside, it, it goes back to, you know, um, a smaller, more traditional look. But yet they increase the room and widen the car a little bit. And so uh, when you get in the car, it feels more spacious. And one thing I like about the Honda Civic is it feels more expensive than it is. And they have remembered that when they built this car because what you can see from the photos, I've not been in one yet, but what you can see from the photos is that the interior is really, really, really well done. So I can't wait to drive one. Uh, It's online at... um, uh, and, and you go to a Honda, the Honda website, they'll have it up there. I'll also put, post it on our drive time radio page on Facebook at drive time radio and TV on Facebook and, uh, let you see the new Honda Civic, because again, uh, we'll have Carl Pulley from Honda on next week, but, but this is a car that uh, I think is going to, um, take the, uh, take the world by storm. All right. Another thing that uh, I came across this week that I wanted to t- talk to you about, tell you about is uh th- this listen, I'm not a I know that Tesla drivers, Tesla people can be a real pain in the uh in the butt. Okay? Uh it's 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 probably next to Porsche the most entitled uh driver out there people just, I don't know what it is. They get the Tesla and they feel like they're king of the world. I'm king of the world, baby. But there's a a, a thing going around. It has been going around. It's, I've seen people um, talk about it. People uh, put it on, uh, you know, uh, social media and stuff like that about the Tesla batteries that you're not being really environmentally conscious if you drive a Tesla because the um, what it takes to make the batteries equals, um, I don't know, 8.2 years of emissions from an internal combustion engine. That's the carbon emissions that it takes to produce the Tesla battery. That's what the story is. So uh, there's no... Um, You know, so there's no benefit to driving the Tesla whatsoever, except your ego. Well, I hate to do this because, again, many people love to hate Tesla drivers. But the reality seems to be that it's not true, that it's just a bunch of hooey. And we all know there's a there's no hooey on the Internet. I mean, all the Internet is (laughs) it must be true. It's on the Internet. Um, there was a Swedish study done that says that uh, the production of a hundred kilowatt hour battery, which is Tesla's biggest battery produces 17 and a half tons of carbon dioxide. Okay. Let's listen. The question then becomes how far you'd have to drive an internal combustion engine to emit that much carbon. And it's a study that says 8.2 years, but it's based on a series two uh, of um, uh, assumptions. So, it does, the battery production does incur a carbon footprint, but it doesn't put that much of a footprint as they are saying. <clears throat> so the bottom line is, it's a study that's not done correctly, unfounded, according to Ezra Dyer and Popular Mechanics, who uh, is a, an excellent writer, Um, About uh, he's been writing about cars for years and years and years. A great researcher. Um, It just doesn't it it doesn't hold water. Uh, It doesn't hold water. Plus, the fact that many Teslas um, are powered with solar power. People are are using solar power to power them, and that Tesla battery can also be used to power things in your house. BMW is already doing that. So if you want to hate internal combustion engines or you want to, uh, excuse me, go the other way. And you want to love internal combustion, you want to knock down electrics, uh, go ahead. There's plenty to uh, find there that will, will, you know, make you feel like, okay, I'm not going to buy an electric car. I am a fan of the electric car. I think that it provides, um, ecological it, it, it stops the emission of car of, of the gases that that kill us every day slowly uh but it, it also in, in terms of pure speed in terms of pure uh torque in terms of pure get off the line they're fantastic to drive you just you don't get that 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 you know from a sound of a you know of a of a you know 302 chevy engine with no mufflers on it you don't get that feeling from it but they're still, as far as I can see, and as far as studies say, the wave of the future. And you're going to see a ton of them. And so, you know, if you wave that study in front of your friend um, with the Teslas, what do you call it? The face there. Make sure that you apologize to them. Try to make friends with them. They need, you know, they're they're Tesla people. They're like Porsche people. You, they love cars. So you have to at least let them into the car show. If you, if you got I haven't seen a Tesla in a car show yet. So we'll see. All right, quick break here. We'll come back. We got Nathan with, uh, yo, Vinnie. We got, uh, what I think is a, a story that is brewing that you need to know about before you plan your summer vacation especially if you're going by car which many people are doing this uh vacation this summer they're getting out of the house they're getting in cars they're getting in rvs and they're going out on the road so i got some information for you coming back that's going to make you think about that a little bit all right all right it's drive time radio i'm new york City, right here on 1150 kknw
1: american cars guzzle gas american cars are all style and no substance American cars don't last. To all that, American Motors says nuts. This American Motors Concord and this spirit are built to be more than just good looking. They're tough, tougher than ever before. The only American cars with galvanized steel and 100% of the exterior body panels. That's right, 100%. And Concorde and Spirit are more fuel efficient than ever before. This Concorde actually gives you better mileage than Chevy Citation. Only the top Americans give you z Z-Bard factory rust protection and a full five-year no rust through warranty.
2: Top can be beautiful!
1: Plus the exclusive American Motors buyer protection plan, still with the best economy car warranty coverage in the industry. Concord and Spirit for good-looking high-mileage cars. Don't sell the tough American short. Concord and Spirit, built to last, from American Motors. Alternative Talk Eleven Fifty Talk Radio for the body, mind, and soul.
0: Oh, Chicago to get us into, uh, get back into it on a Saturday morning's drive time radio. Welcome back to our show. Here on 1150 KKNW. Uh, don't forget, you can always find us on Twitter or on in, um, Instagram and on Facebook. If there's social media contact with us during the week, you can see what cars I'm driving, what I'm looking at, what I'm thinking about during the week. I put it all on Facebook. You can also find me at NYVINIE on Twitter. And um, I think you find my personal page on Facebook there as well. All right. You're, uh, you've you been cooped up in the house. You know what, I'll tell you, before we do that, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little stuffed up there. Um, before we do that, quickly, let's talk to Nathan. Nathan, the producer is with us. Nathan, uh, sing your song, babe. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, you're going to love what I'm driving this week. You are going to absolutely love it because I do, too. And you're the producer, so you have to like what I like, don't you?
3: I'm excited to hear what it is. How about the Volkswagen
0: Tiguan? Ooh, getting the big boy. Well, the Tiguan. Uh, I love the name, the Tiguan. You know, when you go into a parts place, say, excuse me, could I have wiper blades for my Volkswagen Tiguan? Anyway, the name aside, a great vehicle. Uh, I, um, you know, again, just getting it on Wednesday, so just a couple of days driving it so far. Uh, but I, listen, I'm a fan of Volkswagen. I know it's 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 a car that can be expensive to repair. I know it's a car that um, some people look at and uh, you know they remember back to the whole diesel thing and everything like that and wouldn't touch one. But. I think for a compact SUV and one that has three rows in it. Now, granted, you have to have small kids in the third row. But, or somebody that's really short. Like, you know, your old Aunt Millie lives back in New Jersey. She's a little Italian lady, about four foot seven. She got uh, a bun in the back of her hair here. She got the black stockings and the black dress over there. But you know you got to go and you got to pick her up and you got to take her to the cemetery to visit uh, Uncle uh, Tanush every once in a while. Well, that she'll fit in that back seat. She'll be fine back there. But anything much taller, anyone much taller than that, you could be in trouble. But um, that being said, the seats fold down. You get a lot of cargo space in there. It's fun to drive. It's engaging. I I think it's engaging. I know other uh, people don't agree with me, but I I don't go by what the critics say, go by what I feel. It's a solid, strong feeling SUV with a lot of room. That's the first impression. And I like the styling. The one I'm driving is white. And I don't know, there's something about a white car that I really like. Uh, And this one looks, looks classic, looks sharp in white. So the Volkswagen Tiguan, is what I'm driving this week, and I, um, you know, I'm enjoying it very much so far. Uh, The only, you know, I'll I'll be honest with you, the only little thing about it is the seat position is a little weird for me. I can't quite get the seat where I want it to get, but again, that shouldn't stop anybody from buying a car or looking at a car because we're all different. But And I think anytime you go out to buy a car, the first thing you should look at is not the outside, but the inside and the seat position. And if you are comfortable driving that car, getting that car where you will want to dr- stay, sit in it for 12 hours if you have to, and, you know, get out the stretch, of course. But if you want to sit in that thing all day to drive it across country, that's the, the criteria I use. Um, uh, so the Volkswagen 2021 Volkswagen Tiguan, um, I'm driving the R line, which is the top of the line, the R line SEL and it's, um, engaging, uh, nice vehicle. We'll have more on it, uh, in the future, a full review of it. So Nathan, were you planning on going on vacation this
3: year? I'm planning on it. In fact, I just got my first vaccine. So I... Feel very safe to board a plane or see other people. Get out and have some fun.
0: Good, good. I'm glad you got it and glad that you're like, you know, uh, enthusiastic about it. I got mine and I feel like I've been freed. I, I really do. I feel like I've been let out of the house after being in detention uh, for uh, a year.
3: And it's not just you what would feel that way, too. It's others around you that can feel that way. And plus, maybe yourself as somebody else gets the vaccine, you feel like a big weight has been lifted off of everybody's shoulders. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. I recommend it to anybody that uh, is thinking about that, you know, on the fence about it. I mean, the anti-vax people, I don't know know what you're going to do to move them.
3: And on that note, really quick, I just want to say, while you might not be so concerned about yourself, somebody else might be concerned about you.
0: Right. Right. And, and the people that you come in contact with, I I mean, it's like the mask thing. Um, you know, it's not so much you, it's it's your fellow man, your grandmother, your grandfather, your older, that Aunt Millie that was stuffed in the back of the Tiguan. <laughs> you know, she can get it. If you're driving in the car and you got it, you may not feel sick, but she gets it, and boom, you're driving it to the hospital. You ever try to get a 4.7, 300, uh, 4 foot, 7 inch, 300 pound woman out of the back seat of a Tiguan when she's unconscious? Forget about it. It's not pretty. So uh, now I got this picture in my head of that. Oh Lordy! All right, um, vacations. Yes, yeah, vacations. So are you going anywhere? Are you flying or driving? Maybe both. Okay. I mean,
3: not at the same time, but maybe I'll take Probably. a trip that involves driving, and then a separate trip trip that involves flying.
0: Well, many people are are doing, you know, pretty much the same thing. They're uh, getting out on the road. We've been talking about this since last year that you can, um, you know, people are buying RVs. People are planning car camping trips. People are living in their RVs. I mean, a lot of people, but, and not unfortunately. I mean, fortunately, this this nomad lifestyle. I mean, uh, uh, Nomadland won the Academy Award, and it's, it shows a lifestyle of people who move from place to place in their RVs. Uh, the, all of these RVs and all of these vacations take gas, you got to have gasoline to do this or diesel fuel one or the other. But and that gas gets to gas stations how Nathan?
3: Hmm, I think the dinosaurs, right? Long time well, ago the where they beginning came of from? It,
0: as they say, yes, that's the beginning of it. But where does it how does it get from the place where they changed the dinosaurs into gasoline to your <laughs> local gas station?
3: They need to put it in big old cylindrical gas trucks.
0: There you go, Nathan. Now, Nathan, do you know that there is not a shortage of gasoline, but a shortage of gasoline truck drivers? Mm-hmm. Yes, believe it or not, the um, uh, there's the logistics of moving gasoline around the country have run into this this um, uh, situation where they don't have enough drivers to move the gasoline from the refineries and the distributors to the gasoline stations. Now, a tank tank driver, a tanker truck driver, is different from a regular uh, truck driver, regular uh, over-the-road trailer driver. Uh, Most states and the federal government require Obviously, the CDL, a commercial driver's license, but you also have to go through additional training, and in many jurisdictions, go through, um, uh, get approved by uh, the jurisdiction. In New York City, I know, I don't know if this is true in Washington at all, but in New York City, you have to get what they call a uh, certificate of fitness from the fire department to drive a, a tank truck. Uh, uh, either a fuel oil truck or a gasoline truck uh, because they want to make sure that you're not on drugs, you're, um, uh, you know, you're fit, you're not sick, you're not going to, you know, die at the wheel and his truck is going to go careening down 34th Street or, you know, down, um, uh, you know, Fifth Avenue down here at uh, 40 miles an hour run into a building and blow up and incinerate people. So they try to get, um, you know, people to drive these trucks. So it's a specialized craft within a specialized craft. If you want to get a job that's going to pay you some big money right now, go learn how to drive a tank truck. Because right now, tank truck drivers are making about 150 a year. And they don't, they really don't get dirty. they, they You don't have to, the only thing you do is you pull up to the gas station, you put the hose in the thing. You know, and you're in, and you're done. You go back, you get another load, you go out, you put the hose in the thing, pick it up, you're done. 150 grand a year for that kind of deal. But in April 2019, 10% of the tankers in America, this is according to the uh, National Tank Truck um, Carriers, That's their trade association. One of them, I guess, but 10% of tankers sat idle. Today, the figure sits, according to the NTTC, 20 to 25% of those trucks do not have drivers to move that gasoline from the refinery up in Anacortes down to the gas station on, you know, the corner of uh, Highway 99 and whatever street. There's many of them along there. Now, two things are going to happen here. Number one, you know, I know, we all know, we've seen it already, gas is going up. It always does in the summer anyway. But it's going up, you know, they're going to hike the price of it, and they're going to hike the price of it more because they're going to have to pay more for the gasoline because they're going to have to hire drivers and pay them more and train them. So ultimately, who's going to pay for that? You and me. I mean, it's 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 the fact of life. So, all of these, and and, and, and CNN is saying, and the AAA is saying, that there are going to be spot shortages over the summer when people really start to get out on the road. They're expecting record numbers of cars out on the road this um, this summer because people still. Are not comfortable flying people still are not comfortable uh, in hotels people are still not comfortable in a lot of different scenarios that involve groups i know that um in new york City, it's in july one they're going to open up we'll see hopefully that's going to be the case but you know the last thing you want is like what's going on in india where you know you, you have uh, uh you know it hasn't the the herd, men, uh, the herd mentality listen to me, i'm starting to sound like uh the herd immunity hasn't uh, taken effect and uh, the vaccines aren't there and everything like that or many people don't want to take the vaccines it's it's a, a really tough thing so beware of making your plans Make sure that you're you're, you know, I mean, I don't know how you make sure that you have gasoline. I mean, you gotta, you gotta take your chances, right? I mean, if you're taking a trip, you're driving to, I don't know, Yellowstone, where everybody else is gonna go, or to Yosemite, or, you know, out here to eastern Washington or Idaho or Montana, you especially need to think about what happens if I can't get gas for a day or two. It's a, it's a legitimate concern. Now, I just talked to my friend Janet, and Janet just bought an RV. Janet and her husband just bought an RV, and they're out on the road right now. Uh, they've been in, uh, gone from uh, San Francisco to Las Vegas to Southern California, and so far, and I think they were in Utah as well, so far, she says that there's, they have not had trouble buying gas. The price is up. It's a buck more in California than it is in Nevada, but so far they have not had trouble buying gas. But beware, because um, it will—it uh, could be a little bit of trouble out there. And we don't want you know. Listen, we here at Drive Time—we don't want you to get in trouble on the road. We want to do everything we can to make your motoring experience. The best. Remember the little S.O. guy? I remember any people, I don't remember this, but Exxon used to be S.O. And S.O. used to have a little guy with a flame on his head, Torchy, I think they called him. And he used to wave at people and go, happy motoring. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you don't see the, um, the to gas stations used to have sayings, like corporate sayings on all of them. I mean, everyone, I mean, um, Shell had services, our business, and uh, S.O. Exxon had happy motoring. Um, Texaco had, these were right on the gas station when they used to do service. Uh, Texaco had, trust your car to the man who wears the star. Um, I mean, well, it was a bunch of them, gas station scenes, uh, you know, logos. Uh, that people used to, you know, I don't know if they made anybody feel any better when they pulled in. Uh, but, uh, you know, I remember them. I'm trying to think of, a, oh, Sunoco was custom service. I remember that. Sent it over, usually over the garage doors of what now is the convenience store in a gas station, but probably used to be the place where they would fix and repair cars. Uh, but yeah, custom service. Custom was a big thing for Sunoco because they did custom service and then their gas pumps had what they called custom blending, which um, was very different than other gas stations. It's something I'll explain it to you. I don't want to bore you with the, uh, the gas station sayings or anything like that, but, you know, uh, you can't run the car if you don't have a gas station. Of course, unless you have an electric car, in which case you plug that sucker in and you don't. So you'll wind up, you know, the Tesla guys that we would be rating before will be waving at you as they go by your RV that's waiting at the gas station online like the 70s. All right. Cartoon of the week coming up. Our uh, Saturday morning cartoon will happen next right here on Drive Time Radio. All right. Now, let's see if
4: we can find first. No, that's not it. Believe me, it's in there somewhere.
1: No matter how rough you treat a rebel, it's awfully hard to hurt it. A survey of professional driving schools shows that they use more of our cars than any other kind.
4: How am I doing? A lot better than yesterday. Turn left.
0: I can't do it while you're watching me. OK, turn left. Not, not here!
4: How does it feel the first time out in traffic, Mr. Moss? Mr. Moss? Mr.
1: Moss? Look out for the truck. My truck? Behind the bus! Oh, bus. The uh. Rebel has held its own against some of the worst drivers in the world. Sh- should I turn the w- windshield wiper on? At this point, it looks like the Rebels are going to outlast the teachers. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
0: We're back with your Drive Time Radio. New has been here with you. Time now for our Saturday morning cartoon, because cars and music go together so well we've seen that from time and time uh, again uh, that, uh, you know, cars and music just do the trick for you, man. It's a, uh, you know, you, you gotta have good tunage in your car if you're going on a road trip, right? Well, not only do you have road songs, songs that you, you know, dig when you're on the road, but you also have songs uh, that have been written about cars, about, um, you, you know, the driving experience, about cars, about a particular car, about love affairs in cars. And uh, we call them cartoons, and we bring them to you every Saturday morning because, after all, we we need three minutes to blow our nose. Anyway, uh, this week we will hear from a band uh, that you probably are familiar with if you were around in the 60s uh, because of their biggest hit, no matter what shape. Uh, that biggest hit was the theme for an out, uh, Alka-Seltzer commercial uh, that showed that people, no matter what shape your stomach was in, you um, you know you should take Alka-Seltzer when it gets upset. The band uh, went on to uh, was a- actually a band that was around a long time before that, uh, out of Southern California, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them after we listen to the song. But these are the T-Bones, a Liberty Records recording group uh, from 1964. And this is Hot Woody. All right, there you go. The T-Bones out of Southern California, 1964. And that one is uh, Hot Woody. Now, the T-Bones, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the, uh, movie, the documentary, The Wrecking Crew, Uh, but the T-Bones are... um, Essentially, that record uh, is the Wrecking Crew. Uh, the, some of the uh, names that you'll remember uh, on that particular one is uh, Dave Pell, Tommy Tedesco, Glenn Campbell, Hal Blaine, Perry Botkin Jr. are, the, uh, are some of the musicians that are on that record and they were the studio musicians that the beach boys, uh, you know, at that point in time, they just started to come into their own, uh, but the beach boys on through Frank Sinatra, uh, you know, everybody in Southern California, that was anybody that could book the wrecking crew book, the wrecking crew to do their records. So you'll hear them on Gary Lewis and the Playboys. You'll hear them on the Beach Boys. You'll hear them on just about any pop record that came out of Southern California in the 60s. Jan and Dean, uh, all of those all of those records that were produced in Southern California that weren't produced probably at Capitol Records, and many of them that were, were, were backed up by the record crew. Uh, you know, one name that's, that's missing there uh, that I... I didn't see it. I don't know if it's a, in a later edition of the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she came along in 1965. Carol Kane, and if you don't know who Carol Kane is, look her up. Uh, Carol K, excuse me, Carol K. Carol K. Um, is was this great bass player, guitar player, who, uh, who you know played mostly electric bass on these sessions and was phenomenal in in, and so much a part of 60s rock and roll so much a part of it and um you know she was a woman in a in a man i mean you know it's all men in the studio it's all men in a joke and this man and carol comes in and you know and everybody's looking around and she just blows them away with the bass work so um and another note about the t-bones a a, a quick note about the t-bones uh, well, two, actually. Number one, when they had to hit, all of those studio musicians couldn't go out on the road. So they had to get a four guys to go out on the road and tour for the record as the T-Bones. So there was the T-Bones who made the record, ha- as happened so many times in the 60s. And then there was the uh, the actual T-Bones who had nothing to do with making the record, except they went out and learned how to play it. So when you deride the monkeys for being... Studio, but by the way, the monkey, they were on most of the monkey songs too. Um, know that, you know, know that um, you, you're also, that that they weren't, the monkeys weren't the only one. And three of the people on this record, uh, Joe Frank, uh, Carol, Tommy Reynolds, and um, uh, uh, who was the other guy? Dan Hamilton, uh, formed the band, the 70s um, band hamilton joe frank and reynolds who had a number of uh hits pop hits in the 70s all right that is the saturday morning cartoon we bring it to you you know because cars and music go together and we like to entertain you this show is about news and entertainment which is what i like to do give you a little something that you didn't know before did you know all of that before nathan uh, all right um leave us go back to uh let's uh, we'll, we'll stop and do a commercial and then we will uh have our uh, review of the week what else there was something else that i had too that i wanted to clue you in on and um the gas shortage we talked about oh yes our um our facebook page no we did that too so that's not that's not. all right we'll take a quick break here we'll come back and we'll have our uh, review of the week sorry just got you know the dance and it mixed up my brain we'll be right back
4: ladies and gentlemen james dean hi jimmy Hi, gig we asked jimmy over today because he's a racing man himself a real one not a crazy one incidentally i think i should explain that jimmy just stepped over from the set of giants And need i add he plays a texan speaking of racing have you ever been in a drag race are you kidding me i just thought i'd ask no Jim races in the tradition you might say real racing cars real tracks how fast will your car go
2: oh an honest miles an hour clocked to run about 106, 7. You've won a few races, haven't you? Oh, one or two. Where? Well, I showed sure pretty good at Palm Springs. I ran a baker's deal.
4: Jimmy. We probably have a great many young people watching our show tonight, and for their benefit, I'd like your opinion about fast driving on the highway. Do you think it's a good idea?
2: That's a good point, I uh I used to fly around quite a bit, you know. I took a lot of unnecessary chances on the highways. And I started racing, and, uh, and now I drive on the highways and I'm uh, extra cautious, because you know, no one knows what they're doing half the time. You don't know what this guy is going to do with that one. On a track, there are a lot of men who spend a lot of time developing rules and uh, ways of safety. And uh, I find myself being very cautious on the highway. I don't have the urge to to speed on the highway. People say racing is dangerous, but I'll take my chances on the track any day than on a highway. Well, Gig, I think I'd better take off. Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. Um, one more question. Do
4: you have any special advice for the young people who drive?
2: Take it easy driving. The life you might save might be mine. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150
0: KKNW. Back here on Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning here in Seattle and in the Northwest. Well, Saturday morning probably most places except if it's Sunday already. Uh, But uh, nice day outside. I mean, Gray, you know, welcome to uh, the spring in the Northwest. But we had some beautiful days this week. Uh, Rain on one day, but for the most part, uh, I know yesterday was a spectacular night. And uh, good night for cruising. Lots of cars out on the street, man. Everybody's getting their classic cars. You know, a lot of people didn't take them out of the garages last year. You know, there was no shows, no, um, no car shows, nothing like that. This year it's much different. I mean, are you going to see them further apart from each other? I don't think you're going to see people on top of each other. But uh, the car shows are going to be back. I think you'll get a chance to see some br- pretty groovy machinery because let's face it, people have had a year to work on it, two years almost, to work on their cars and get them, uh, you know, do the little things that, you know, you usually if you don't do it by a certain date, a certain time in the summer, you don't, you know, you don't worry about it. You just, uh, you let it go till, till the fall until you put the car back in the garage and work on it again. So, very good. Uh, very, uh, very good to see cars out on the street. To see kids in cars out on the street again. Excellent to see that. And that um, PSA that you heard with James Dean is ironic because you know uh, he was killed in a car accident in a California. You know, in, in, in California. I don't know, a week after he recorded that? Two weeks after he recorded that? Something like that? So you talk about the ironic things of Hollywood, and uh, James Dean, who had his poor, poor speedster, uh, and his mechanic with him, he was uh, trying to get to a race up at Laguna Seca, I believe it was, and um, never made it. Never, ever made it. So it's a really weird fascination with that car, too. I don't know where it is today. i have to Maybe do that in a feature of our, uh, in our feature of Lost Cars. Uh, but certainly uh, something that, uh, you know, is, is one of those iconic car crashes like Princess Diana or, you know, uh, cars of similar ilk where somebody was uh, seriously injured in or maimed in or killed in, uh, the cars become collector's items. I'm sure there's some guy somewhere or some woman who knows that has a garage that he keeps like the cars that all these different people were killed in. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't surprise me in the least if they go to a police auction or something and buy them and and collect them. Because if, if, if I found anything out about automobiles and collectors, is there somebody who will collect everything? Listen, I collect little tow trucks. So a little light of talk, but the 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 other one that that might be a little morbid, but you know everybody got everybody got that thing as I always say. All right, time now for our review. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you
1: know the good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: The good, the bad, the ugly. Well, you know, I don't know that there's a heck of a lot ugly about this car. The uh, Chevy Trailblazer, 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. We uh, got a chance to spend a week in it. We had now we had done this before, in uh, in its kind of um, standard form. You know, the I think it was an LT model, but there's a model of the Trailblazer that uh, is called the Active, the Chevrolet Trailblazer Active, and that Active model. Uh, it has a tuned suspension and a skid plate on the bottom, a little flimsy, but it's there, uh, to entice you to take the car lightly off-road. So, what, and it also has all-wheel drive. So lightly off-road. What does that mean? That means I take it up and I go down the Mountain Loop Highway. And if you've ever gone down the Mountain Loop Highway south of Darrington, you know, you, you, um, there's a lot of potholes, a lot of rocks, a lot of this, a lot of that, that you wouldn't take the family car on, but you could take the trailblazer on it and feel confident that if you got into a rut, it would get you out of the rut. Not a deep rut, but, you know, if you want to, if you want to, uh, you know, if you have a campsite that's off the beaten path, you have to go up a, a forest road or something like that, you don't, want to take the regular car because you got the camping stuff in there and the kids' permit's going to sink. The Trailblazer is going to give you the all-wheel drive at the push of a button and the chops to get up that road. It's not a Jeep. It's not a Land Rover. It's not a Ford Bronco. It's not a Tacoma. You're not going to take this car and go to the off-road park and go through, you know, two feet of mud. Or three feet of mud and you know and, and do that it's not built for that it's built to get what i call you lightly off-road and that's what the chevrolet trailblazer active all-wheel drive does best it's got a lot of room inside first of all from the outside it really looks good it's a sharp looking vehicle it has a, it looks like a smaller blazer and if you know the blazer uh, which we road tested earlier, uh, uh, late last year, it's kind of has the Camaro look to it. It's almost like it's a Camaro station wagon in some ways. Uh, well, the the Blazer, the Trailblazer, scales that down into a compact SUV. And it is, um, it, it, it has lots of tech features, uh, lots of ports to plug your uh, USB into, as, uh, you know, electric, uh, you know, the, the uh, electric outlets uh, for uh, the, the cigarette lighter converters and stuff like that. It is is—it um, is the vehicle that will, that is best suited for your urban stuff because it's small, it's easy to park. And, uh, but it's also will take you off-road. Um, again, it's a sharp looking vehicle it is uh, something that will get you where you're going park easy you can put the kids in there it has a, 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 a 25.3 feet of cargo space with the rear seats up 54.4 with them down it has the so it's a five seat suv that you kind of say well four seats are uh, are good I like the interior quality, it's not as good as the Mazda, but I thought that it was a sharp looking interior. They had different colored accents, nice speakers, a uh, Harman Kardon uh, stereo system, and uh, the infotainment in the Chevy, uh, the hotspot and everything else is an OnStar, is uh, unparalleled. Easy to get in and out of, sits low enough that you can slide in, slide out, uh very easily in a dignified way uh, the active comes with and, and this is something that you you got to look at the uh, active comes with well there's two op- uh options but you only get the uh the 155 horsepower with the um automatic transmission the other has a CVT and that's the one I think you want I'm a big fan of the automatic as opposed to the CVT handles good on the road Nicely balanced, good steering. It, uh, as I said, it's easy to park and if you're going around corners, it feels good going through curves. It feels it, it sits nicely, especially if you put it in the stiffer suspension mode and it, um, um, you know, it, it stiffens it up a little bit with the off-road, but you gotta give up a little if you want that off-road, uh, capability but it um a- again i warn you that it is a vehicle that goes lightly off-road you got eight inches of ground clearance and the all-wheel drive um all-wheel drive system that will get you you are going to tow a thousand pounds with so if you're a light boat it'll uh it'll take the uh it'll take the boat Warranty on this thing is three years 36,000 miles and a five year 60 on the powertrain and which I think is uh, plenty There's a million Chevy dealers all over the place and it has the one thing I like if you using it as a family car teen driver where you can set audio volume and speed limits for the teenager that you're going to give the car to, to drive to school or to go out with their friends so they're not going to be doing you know 90 miles an hour down i-90 uh you can set it at you know for 60 miles an hour 70 miles an hour, whatever the speed limit is and they can't go over that unless they figure out the code which you know but it has all of the safety stuff uh the um, automatic emergency braking high beam headlights lane departure lane keep, blind spot monitoring rear cross traffic adaptive cruise control all the stuff that you really want in a vehicle today is all there in the Trailblazer, and um, you know you can get one as low as nineteen grand if you want the uh, active. You're going to be around twenty nine thousand dollars, twenty eight thousand dollars somewhere in there. You get the one point three liter engine, you get the skid plate, you get the shock absorber, and leather upholstery. So the 7a Trailblazer, I think. Is a excellent car for light off roading, but more importantly, it's a good, solid, roomy vehicle for driving around the city, parking easy, and uh, getting your bang for the buck out of a smaller compact SUV. That'll wrap up the show. It's Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nathan for making things happen. By the way, very quickly, I want to wish a happy birthday to my sister in law, Lauren. Who um, celebrates his birthday yesterday, and of course, say hello to my good friend and our—I uh, call him kind of our uh, one of our producers, George Jackson, who helps make things roll around here. Thank you so much. We will catch up with you uh, Monday morning with Mikey and Vinnie, if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good weekend.